All right, how you doing, guys and girls, ladies and gents? It is the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 171, for June 30th, 2022. I'm Steve Wichel in New Orleans. Hey, I'm Tony B, coming to you from New Jersey. What's happening? Yeah, rocking it. 171, it's, baby. Yeah, it's been a while. We, we've uh, yeah. taken some time off, so it's time to get back into... Uh, Disseminating some wisdom mm. to the cover band central audience. A lot has happened since. <laughs> a lot has happened since last we met. Um, make sure I gotta tell people right. If I don't say this right off the bat, I forget the link. Uh, we're broadcasting live on the cover band central page, Facebook page, cover band central Facebook group, and on the cover band central YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. There's a link in the description there. Click on that, hit subscribe, hit the bell so you know when uh, we put up new videos. I'm doing some more stuff. I'll t talk about it in a little bit, uh, what I'm doing on, for YouTube. Kind of stealing people's ideas, but making Hey, that's it. the best thing to do. I'm making it my own, too. Um, you know, like they say, great music, you know, good musicians borrow, great musicians steal. So that's it. Definitely, you know. Yeah. Steal but this away, is, Steve. yeah, I'm not stealing anything musical, but I'm stealing an idea that has started to flourish on YouTube that I, I'm, uh, I'm going to do my own version of it. I started it already. I did one. Okay. So I'll, I'll show you that in a little bit. But anybody that's joining us right now on this Thursday evening for us, whatever time it is for you, whatever day it is for you, come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from and we will acknowledge your presence and say hello to you. <laughs> Too. Yes, as long as you're not a Facebook user. Yes, if you're in the Facebook group, you need to click on the link that lets StreamYard show your name so we can see your name. Otherwise, you could just type away and say hi and tell us where you're from. There you go. And we will acknowledge that. And uh, we always like to know where we're reaching because we're all over the world. We are worldwide, this Cover Band Central audience. We like that. One thing that happened since I last spoke to you, we yes. hit... We hit uh, 400,000 followers on the Facebook page. And we hit our nine-year anniversary uh, of everything. The group started nine years ago on June 19th. Um, that's when I, That was the first thing ever I did for Cover Band Central. I started the group, and that was wow. nine years ago, 2013. Where did the time go, Steve? And since hitting 400,000, now it's already up to 421. So it's growing like mad. Yeah, awesome. All right, everybody's coming in. Happy weekend, says Edie. Yeah. July 4th weekend. Beaky just says hello. James is in Lapeer, Michigan. What's up, James? And also in Michigan is Sandra in Flint. Uh, New Hampshire is Gary in the White Mountains. Yeah. Nick said, play Wonderwall. Okay, we'll get right on that. Eva is in Alberta, Canada. Lorraine just hey. said hi. Hey. Piedmont, South Carolina is where John is. We got Mary in Water Walters, Oklahoma. Lorraine in Cape May, New Jersey. Fellow Jerseyan. Claudia said, happy anniversary. Thank you. Yeah, nice. Frederico in Costa Rica. Yeah. I love it. Canada, more Canada is RF David. Good dog. Kate May. Well, this is going so fast, I can't even keep up. Heather's okay, in southern so Maine. People are piling in, Steve. Come on, pile in. Johnny, get him on the, you know, get him on the list over there. There's plenty of room. New Zealand is uh, eerie. 
India. Speaky. Love it. Alton, Illinois is Buzz. I knew nice. a guy named Buzz once. Wonder whatever happened to him. Uh, gosh, there's so many coming in. Thank you guys all for joining us. Wait, let me get rid of Buzz. I wonder if Buzz is a real, like, real name on a birth certificate, like Buzz Aldrin, Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear. Buzz, yeah, Buzz, Buzz Lightyear's Buzz. birth certificate. Let's check that. Buzz Ulrich, you know. Actually, the guy whose name was Buzz that I knew, that was his nickname. His real name was Preston. That's what I mean. I think most people that are called Buzz or Buzzy, it's a nickname. I don't think their real name is Buzz, although I could be mistaken. It may be a real name. Because I at one time wanted to name my oldest son Xavier Dude Man. So he had a cool <laughs> name, but Karen was a good, I haven't any part of it. So, right. Yeah, his nickname could have been X, you know, which would be pretty cool. Right. So this is funny. I put in as the topic taking requests. But, hey, I wanna... but, but who wouldn't want a middle name? Wouldn't you want your middle name to be Dude Man? Sure. You're Steve Dude Man Witchell? Yeah. Why not? It's fantastic. Yes. I'll see if I'll, I'll get with the Office of Registrar and see if yes, I can change do, that. Do an official name change to Xavier Dude Man. Uh, Jennifer's in Colorado. Lots of people. I didn't say hi to everybody, but uh, hi, everybody. No, the we've got a full house tonight. So Coming quick. Ken's in Georgia. Um, so I, I put uh, as the topic for today, taking requests, because I wanted to talk about... Yes. You know, taking requests during the show. I, we may have talked about it before in, in some, but I really want to focus on it. Um, you know, how you handle it, blah, blah, blah. So I put that as the topic. Just taking requests is what I put. So people okay. are, are requesting songs from us right now. <laughs> That's why the guy puts, play, can you play Wonderwall? <laughs> right. So we got New Kid in Town. We had the Joker. <laughs> Love to hear the Joker, Sandy said. So we are not actually take we are not taking requests right now to maybe, play. Listen, That's if it's a big topic and it fills up the audience, maybe we got to start doing that. We maybe music. Pete, put that on the list. We're going to play music next week. All right, so we'll, we'll get Pete on it. Right. Yeah. The whole idea. If you read the rest of the description, the whole idea was we're going to discuss about taking requests during a show and how you handle it and some crazy requests that you've gotten and things like that. So. It's funny that people people are still requesting songs. Do you know Mustang Sally? Ken's asked. Yes, I do, Ken. And Steven, play something that doesn't suck. Steve's a singer who I know. Yeah. He he got a, up on stage with us a couple weeks ago and sang some songs. Cool. Ki- killed it. Very good singer. Awesome. Um, so uh, so I got a lot of I guess gig stuff to review with. Uh, you and the rest of the audience have, that, that have happened over the last couple of weeks. But yeah, let's hear about it. But let's start with yours because I know you did do some playing. So let's uh, let's let's hear so it. I actually played three or four gigs, I think, since last time we broadcast. Um, unfortunately, I had a nice, beautiful outdoor gig that got canceled because of weather. But I played Damn another. Weather. Yeah, I played another outdoor gig in blazing sun uh, with the sound guy. That was fun. Played um, last weekend again up at Lake Apacon. Indoors, though. Okay. Interesting place. Um, indoor stage with uh, longer than it was deep. So you really couldn't stand in front of the drums. So we kind of had to set up like the Who used to set up. Like I was in the middle, and then everyone was like to the right and left of me. Okay. It's kind of pretty cool because I had like clear vision in front of me. So 
Right. Stack going forward, maybe those guys just set up off to the sides, you know, and just let everyone see me. So you were you center stage. You were the, the main attraction. It was the main attraction. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. It was really good. But I will say this. It's the first time in a very, very long time that I played a place where the crowd had absolutely zero reaction to the band. Zero. What, what do you like, mean? Like the band would be playing and you see people, they would be not, they'd be, you know, singing along and bopping their heads and grooving and singing with each other and high five and everything. And then when the song would end, they would just like go on, the, they'd be like on their phone or, you know, talking to their friend that they were just talking, singing along with. There's like no applause, no acknowledgement of the band, no interaction. Like, hey guys, like, you know, how's it going out there? Like, wow. Like, crickets man so it was it was it was very very interesting type of dynamic from the week that you know the gig before where people were singing along and jumping up on the front of the stage and having this grand old time and we played the same show just in a different bar to a different crowd and it was like we were a jukebox wow yeah it was it was really How weird a, but well, I, yeah but i think it kind of attributed to the way the place was laid out because it was this big long rectangular room and the bar took up the entire space. It was a big oval bar, right? So just enough room to walk around the bar. And then the stage was all the way in the back of the room on the right in an uh -huh. alco, in an alco, a raised alco. Oh, okay. Three feet off the ground and, and back, set back. So you were playing to like the south end of, the, of uh, like the south quarter of the bar and everyone else was around the, the corner there. Right. We had a great time. I mean, it was a great paying gig. You know, they loved us. They wanted to have us back. And I don't know if I'd go back, but it was an interesting, interesting place. That is interesting. Yeah, but it was just a really eclectic. Uh, Craig said, yeah. just seeing cover band Central went live, expected to see some of our members playing, but no, just a couple of dicks talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. Love it, Craig. Craig, Thanks. you must be new Thanks. here, Craig. That's great. <laughs> Hey man, the shit that we talk is is valuable. That is great, man. Yeah, and yeah, you must be new here because Carbon Central going live is a <laughs> lot of different things. Maybe check back with us 171 episodes ago. Right. <laughs> Could have figured it out then. Right. Um, <laughs> so of dicks, I love it. That's great. Couple o dicks. Yes, I mean, hey, top of the morning to you, couple o dicks. Yeah. Well, hey, listen. <laughs> We don't claim to be anything more than what we are, so. <laughs> we don't claim to be anything, so thanks. No, right. Um, but, <laughs> I mean. Couple of dicks central. <laughs> tough crowd. No, couple of dicks central. <laughs> tough crowds, it's even. Yeah. Yeah, you know, my eye keeps twitching, too, and it's like, <laughs> this is not helping anything. It's like, uh, I keep wanting to rub. That's some funny shit, man. Craig's damaged. Craig is damaged. <laughs> He might be. I should just leave this up. If he wasn't, he will be by the end of the episode. I just, I, I just realized I, I could leave that up, and then when a new comment comes in, <laughs> oh no, it didn't change by itself. Uh, but, but Chonk is here. It's been a long time. Hey, Chonk, <laughs> kind of scared playing that guitar there. Looks like he's at lessons. Maybe he doesn't want to do his homework. He likes that that uh, profile picture. He uses that a lot. No, I like that too. I haven't talked to Chonk in a while. 
Let's see what. Well, anyway, yeah. So that was interesting. So, like you said, so how would you deal with something like that at a gig, right? Where it's like playing in a garage with no, where there's a pack full of people, but no one's uh, zero reaction to the crowd, zero. And then it was you know, so we just kept going. Like the one guy was like, "Hey, is there you people alive out there? This is like this, you know, a cemetery or a mortuary in here. Like you guys got to liven up a little bit. Like nothing. It was just no zero reaction. But then at the end of the gig, you know, while we're breaking down, at least. A dozen people came up, including the owner, and were like, you guys were great. We love you. You know, phenomenal. Great selection of songs. Top musicians. One guy came up and was like, I play every instrument, and uh, you know, I'm very good at every instrument, and you guys are all very good at what you do. And I said, well, that's a very strong compliment coming from someone who can play every instrument very well. I was going to say, though, but like when you were on break, did you walk around and, and talk to people? Yeah, I mean, you yeah. said it was the end of the night when that happened, but... When you're well, on, well, when people approach the actual stage, you know what I mean. But right. as we were coming off the stage, like walking around, yes, people. No, actually, I think only one person may have said, "Hey, band sounds really good." Everyone else, like, you would see me walk off the stage right after the bar, and no, like, no one was having any conversation with anybody. It was a very interesting place. So, what what were people doing? Were they drinking? Were they? Uh, I mean, drinking, commiserating amongst themselves. Uh, a lot of people were on their phone at the bar. You know, or, or just hanging out. Yeah, like I, it, was hard, it was It was weird. It was like I said, when the band was in the midst of playing the songs, everyone was up and, and, and nobody danced. I can say that not one person was dancing. And there was a big da- dance floor area. Right. But they were definitely uh, very consumed with whatever they were doing on their phone. It's bizarre, man. Yeah, like Twilight Zone. But nonetheless, it was cool. So it was almost like a paid rehearsal in a, in a, in a sense. But it was kind of cool because it almost lends a sense of, comfortability to where you stretch more and you just play better i think you know because there was no we were in an alcove so it was like you were kind of isolated and i think it was part of the problem was like the band was kind of separated from the bar area by this alcove stage but at the same time you know you had to play real quiet because it was a real loud room right and because the alcove it was very boomy so right right you know it, it, it made us play very dynamic and uh you know, we play everything to a click now, so that's that's become a second nature thing for these guys. Okay, good. So Rich, Rich said, this happened to me Saturday, no reaction the whole show, and after the last song, they erupted into cheering for an encore. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and he's right. I, I will say that they, they, yeah, some people did say one more, you know, one more song, one more song at the at the very end. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, it kind of it, it can really kind of uh, burst your balloon, you know, burst your bubble. Take the air out of your whatever. Oh, no. Maybe 20, you know, 35 years ago when we were, you know, playing certain things. Like, you know, especially when we were original bands and you had that type of thing. It was like, oh, man, no one's really digging it. Right. But in the cover scene now, I mean, uh, you know, I could care less if the people are applauding or not. You know, I mean, like, try to, pep- to keep the other guys in the band. Just be like, it's just a kooky room, you know. Like, every gig can't be people screaming, rushing the stage, you know. It's great when that happens. But when it doesn't, it's just like, oh, you make the best of it and move on to the next gig. Right. I find it strange when people apply. Like I like to do song, 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 song. Not not give, but sometimes we'll be playing and we we play a song, we stop, and then we play a song, we stop, depending on what's going on in the room on stage. And I I always find it strange when people applaud. Like we'll play like you know can't get enough by Bad Company and we're end the song and then silent and then people are like like yeah right I I don't know I don't know why. Uh, because I feel like 
what are you applauding? We just played the, the Bad Company song. We didn't. Yeah, no. I, and I, listen, <laughs> I've played plenty of rooms where people don't applaud after every song, you know. But there's so, some kind of banter or interaction with the band, like the crowd is engaged, you know. Sure. There, there was just no way this room was just not. They were not engageable. It was, you know, it was. And that's always the challenge. Like once you see that they're not engaged, and you know, I start getting on the mic and start harassing people, you know. Yes. And, and see if you get a rise out of them, and nothing, nothing. Yes. Um, yeah, that's what I would do because I'm on the mic all the time. So yeah, but if, I'd be like, hey, you three guys standing by the bathroom, you got to wake these other people up because I think they fell asleep behind the bar over there. So do me a favor, you know, when you're done talking about yourselves over there, go see if there's any life outside. Or maybe go outside and bring some people in from outside because right. people laughing at that table way out in the back there seem to be having a real good time. So maybe bring them inside and get some fresh energy in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Greg gets – my friends give me the slow clap. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's the best. Um, yeah, I would get on the mic and I would start talking to people. Like, and I do. That's something I do naturally. Anyway, I just talk to people. Like, hey, where are you guys from? Table number two, and then generally that will lead to some other kind of conversation to to bring up based on where they are, yeah, what yeah. they're doing there. Uh, this is a long comment. Uh, Dina said, "I've had the same experience playing at a casino." where people were indifferent and interested more in gambling. And that's going to happen at a casino. I mean, casinos, yeah. it's kind of a given that nobody's going to really care about what you're doing. Uh, wonder, uh, wandering in to check out the music, it felt like a rehearsal, so we just went with it. But we also got a lot of praise after our sets. It's weird with no engagement, but you have to not feel offended and still bring the energy. That is correct. That's, Absolutely. That's Dina. There's that comment that's covering our faces. Nice. Um, yeah, casinos are tough. You know, I've, I've played many casinos, and, and quite often you're playing to, like, a small bar of people that are sitting there playing video poker and drinking. Mm-hmm. And you're lucky. It, like, I always feel like playing a casino, if we get any engagement, then it's it, that's a win. Like, okay, we got one person that's like, yeah, you know, that, that's a win. Because I don't expect anything at a casino. And then, we, like I said, we got a, we got a couple of big town shows coming up, like five hundred plus people outdoor, you know, like summer concert series type things. Okay. So that'll be fun. So I'll give you some feedback on that. And again, in the past <laughs> when I've played those, it's like you play like two, three songs, and then you stop, and then usually the place, you know, will get some kind of feedback. But usually the crowd's so big at that point that it's it's you know, it's it's half and half. Right. Richard said you should live in Lexington, Kentucky, and have a gig on a basketball night. Mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing that that means that there's not a lot of people there, or uh... or they're there and they're engaged in basketball on the TV and not paying. Attention. Oh, right, right. I think that's what he means. Yeah. Yeah. So same thing. You're just background music like a jukebox, you know. Right. But Which hey, is no, okay. Yeah. yeah. Nonetheless, you're you know they're paying to be there. They pay as well, you know. So it's like, just play the gig, and then I'm playing Sunday at a private event at, at a golf club. So that, you know, black tie type event, dressed up, six to ten. Uh, another great paying gig, you know, full food, open bar. Be great. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, Jeffrey said uh, he had a different take. He said, I'd rather have hemorrhoid surgery in a third world country. Yeah. Than, that, than... yeah I think that would take a lot longer to recover from than a, a gig where no one cared. Yeah. I didn't know that was a, a thing. Hemorrhoid surgeries that in third world countries. Too, but it, you never know. They might just use like a, a, a pair of like shears or something, you know, and just... You know, hot poker, be done. Right. Yes. Matthew, I can't tell what your link is there. You know, Liquor, yup, you may not even remember it. Right. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's the Chong said. Or you get cheers at odd intervals only to realize everyone's watching the game on TVs and cheering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that definitely happens. Like, why, why, oh, why, they must have really loved that Dude, solo. the bass erupted after your guitar solo. Oh, no, right. wait, the guy just hit a three-point at the buzzer, sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't care about your great lick. Greg said, I will not play with the TV on behind me. The peripheral TVs can be on, but not the one behind us. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, no, absolutely turn the one behind you off. Yeah, and I, I, I saw a little trick. I've never tried this, but you get the, uh, let's see if I have one here. Uh, the, the little headphone adapters, uh, you know, just the, 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 the adapter that goes into your, from, from a, a headphone thing to a, a quarter to eighth type thing. Yeah, like like that, like this this thing, and you know, just have have the adapters and have a pocket full of them, and when you go to the bar and they have the TVs on, they won't turn the sound down. Just find the little headphone thing and stick them in there, and uh, it should turn the sound off, and they won't discover it for months. And when we used to play roads, we used to the guy was always adamant about having the TV on, and oh, my eyes the, the, the button was like up by the ceiling somewhere. So I would just take a drumstick and push the button and turn it off. There you go. And then the guy was like, "Hey, who turned that TV off?" Like I don't know. The guy came over before and turned it off. I don't know. Band's going <laughs> the, on. The guy. Three, four. Yeah, sorry. The guy. Uh, Mike, you missed guy. the beginning. Where are we located? I'm in New Orleans, and uh, uh, Jersey. Tony's in New Jersey. We should put up the names. I never do this. Show display names. But the other thing Tony is... Um, yeah, what's up, Brad? Um, yeah, so, you know, it is what it is. Move mm. on to the next thing. Upward and onward. Right. Uh, it's a long comment. Long comments here. It's it's hard to read read it and talk and or put it on the screen because it covers our faces so well see while you're reading it steve we could be playing requests or parts of requests like dj (laughs) and then this way we give you time to summarize the longer comments into a short synopsis that the viewers could quickly understand yeah good job i i didn't do that though okay so why don't you just read the comment all right he said the the past saturday night crowd were dancing fools this is ken conaway Mm -hmm. no matter how fast or slow the song Keyboard player can do all the Jerry Lee Lewis stuff, and he yells at the drummer, play it as fast as you can play. Drummer has a tendency to speed up anyway, so we're playing blistering speed, and the people are dancing. I credit the bass player when people dance, as you should. <laughs> Leave it on a southern train. We were playing, uh, I think it was last night, yeah. We had like two minutes left before the break, and we started rock and roll all night and uh, by Kiss. And uh, Jason started at the normal speed. And I looked at him. I was like, speed it up. And he sped it up a little bit. I said, speed it up more. So we were playing like double time rock and roll. And I just to fit it into the two minutes because it's a short song anyway. <laughs> but we were just playing it super fast. And it actually sounded pretty good. I want to rock and roll all night. It, it actually sounded pretty good, like super fast. We used to do Gavin DeGraw. Um you know, uh, what's that song? I don't, don't want to be. be. Yeah, I don't want to be. 
Right. We used to do that like at the right tempo, real slow and like slouching oh. back in the pocket, you know. And then one night I'm like, we're just gonna pick it up like super fast, you know. So when Steve, you know, Steve would always start the song, dun, dun, we start like coming at dun 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 right. dun 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 and build it up. And the same thing, like instead of just building up to like the regular tempo of like 88, I bumped it up to like 130 BPM, and it just came crashing into me. <laughs> we strove the song, and it was at that type of tempo. It was like right. super fast and super upbeat, and it was super fun, you know. Yeah, why not? That's fun to do once in a while. Change up yeah, tempos. Absolutely. Slow, slow something down like obnoxiously slow or yep, speed yep. something obnoxiously fast. And we used to do Umbrella, the rock version by Rihanna with Travis Barker's version. We used to do that like double time too, like super fast. Okay. I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah, it's just like a remix, but he plays like a live, he plays typical like Travis Barker drums on top of it. Right, got it. Which is cool. It's much more rocking. It's, uh, there's some guitar overdubs on it, so. It's cool. Right on. Um, so, yeah, so I've I've been playing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, mm-hmm. Crazy Corner on Bourbon Street in New Orleans. And we added a keyboard player since I last spoke to you. Okay. And this is somebody that I've worked with before. He's real good. He could sing real good, too. Um, and uh, uh, it has opened up our repertoire. Oh, yeah, for sure. Obviously. There's a lot of songs that we weren't able mm-hmm. to do because we didn't have keyboards. or And it's also kind of filling in a lot of the songs that we were, were doing. So that's really nice. Um, so it's been for like two or three weeks we've had him. I think three weeks. Um, I'll, I'll jump in with Dave's, uh, and I'll let you answer this. What's your take on click tracks? I'm personally not a fan. Takes out the feel, I believe, he says. Uh, Tony, what is your answer to that? So I have a great, I have a good opinion on that. So, okay. <clears throat> back in the day, when I used to play with Eye of the Storm, we used to, when our keyboard player left, we had no choice but to sequence all of the keyboard parts and play them live to a click. Because we were on tour and we could not not play the gigs. We had financial commitments and, and contractual obligations, right? Right. So we played to a click live. And once I became comfortable with playing with a click, after never having played with a click, being the drummer, right, I was the only one listening to the click. So it became second nature to where it improved my timing. 90% of the time you're playing, maybe even 95% of the time you're playing, you can't hear the click because you're right perfectly in time with it, right? Right. You are the click. You are the click. So then for many years, I didn't play with a click, right? And the thing I noticed when you don't play to a click is it feels great at the gig, you know? Like you're playing the midst of playing the song, and it's like, man, it sounds great. Then if you videotape it, like we're, we always talk about, we're big advocates of videotaping yourself, right? So this way you can go back and see it in, from a different perspective outside of being at the gig performing and more from a fan's perspective but not at the gig at that moment, right? Right. Nine times out of ten when I would watch back video – of the show that was so great and people loved it so much and the band sounded great and it felt so good. Every song's fast. Every song. Faster than it should be, right? right? Sometimes to the point where it loses the groove of the feel because the original is so much slower. Take Wild Life by Talking Heads, right? Wild Wild Life. If you put a click track to that and listen to it, it's very slow. It might be like 132 BPM. Live, if you don't play it at like 138-ish, it just doesn't, it drags too much. So then the reality of it is that, so when I started playing with this, the OC5 two years ago, I did the same thing. I started videotaping a bunch of shows and saying, hey guys, 
you you historically play everything too fast before I got there. Like they're like, oh no, you're playing it way too slow. You're playing it way too slow. You got to bring it up. We got to bring it up. Almost like playing with elevators. You know how Elaine always wants the tempo to be like 15 right. BPM faster than it's supposed to be. Okay. And that's great for the energy. But the challenge is you can't play, say, a Steely Dan song like Kid Charlemagne. That's 95 BPM. If you play it at 98 or 100 BPM, it totally loses the groove. It feels great. But when you watch it back, it has no groove to it. It's just kind of rolling along, you know. And certain songs at the right tempos that they're recorded at, or even when they remaster them, they might bump them up a BPM or two. It adds a nuance to it, but it keeps the feel. So after watching back a bunch of videos and saying, you know, this stuff is just too fast and you're playing it too fast and I'm trying to convince them to slow it down. I made a, a, a tempo track of all the tempos and went back to the click track because now 30 years later, I'm super accustomed to playing with the click track like it's not even there. Right. So I can't speak for everyone, but I can play to the click and not lose the feel because there's so much room within the click between beat one and two. And even to rush or push or pull the click, you can really manipulate it to, to give an ebb and flow. So right. when you can't hear the click, yeah, you're dead on with it. And if you're in the pocket and you're grooving, that's great. But you can also sit back a little bit to where you hear the click and you're just slightly behind it, ever so slightly. I mean, like a nanosecond, you know? Right. Or you can push it ahead a little bit, too, if you need to drive the energy. But I can't tell you that, that gig adrenaline is a real thing. When you're at the gig and you're on stage, your adrenaline's up and you're playing and you're not cognizant of, of the correct tempo because you're amped up. And it's just a natural phenomenon. So when I put those songs to a, a, a click track with the correct tempos, and even we would decide on tempos, right? Like at a rehearsal, say, this feels good for you. Like everybody wants to rule the world, right? Tears for Fears. We do that. Right. Great song. It's, it's super slow, though. It's like 108 or 112. You know, it's like down there. We'll right. do it at 120. Right. And it's not rushed, and it still has a groove, but it's upbeat and has a different feel to it, you know? Right. Most songs are pretty spot on for the tempos, and some songs are faster than you think they are. Like Boys of Summer by Don Henley is 177 BPM. We play it at 175, and it feels like it's cranking along. But it's not. You know, that's the tempo it's at. So the right. only thing I can attribute to that is to say is when the guys turn around at me, like if the lead singer turns around at me at the gig and he's like, got to pick it up, it's too slow, I just shake my head and say, no, it's not. This is the tempo we agreed to. You have gig adrenaline right now, and you're thinking that it needs to be faster. And sometimes right. if it's really like, if we all feel it just for whatever reason, it really doesn't matter. I'll just turn the click off, and we'll just you know we'll just play it without the click, or we'll just play it a little faster, or I'll bump it up as we're playing. So I have the click right next to me. So That's I'll, what I was going to say. You could just yeah. yeah bump it up a little bit. I'll yeah. bump it up one, a couple measures later, bump it up another one. You know, all of a sudden you can creep up five BPM over the course of like 12 bars, and no one even right. notices because you slowly did it, you know? Right. So if you're, if you're a drummer... You're the only one that hears the click. If you're not comfortable with playing with it, it's going to sound that way. So the, Yeah, know, I don't know if Dave is a drummer here. Uh, yeah, but so I can tell you, Dave, that the rest of the band doesn't hear the click. I'm the only one that hears it. So technically, all they're doing is following me like they normally would. I'm just more rock solid with where the tempo should be. Right. But you made an I, – I, I agree with everything you said, and you made an excellent point about the, the, the room that you have within the click. Once, once you – once you're not listening to, to the click and it just becomes part of you and, and you are the click, you, you find that there's a ton, ton of space within that click to, like you said, be a little bit behind it, be a little ahead of it. You can kind of mix it up. You can play with it because you're not listening for it. You are it. Now you, now you are that click, even though it's still there making that sound. So, it, I mean, that takes a lot of practice in getting used to it. When, when you oh, first yeah. start playing with a click, you're going to definitely feel like Dave did 
where you feel like it makes you stiff and 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 it 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 feels regimented it it doesn't feel like feel it doesn't feel like music but it just it just takes a lot of practice it takes getting used to do doing that and i recommend anybody that plays any musical instrument even singers practice with a, a click a metronome something that keeps time like that so you can get used to how that feels and get used to playing around with it so um good good conversation yeah and, and typically even in my experience of teaching you know 90 percent of my students that i've had over the years they will they will struggle with if they don't play with a click if they're going to speed up it tends to be during a fill right or bar break or during their drum solo in a song where they have to come back in again at the right tempo you know what I mean? Because they get amped up and then it elevates the click and then they come back in and they're already at the wrong tempo when you come back in again. Right. Or the fill speeds up a little bit and then the next one fills up a little bit, you know? Yeah, Ron said, don't forget, click track allows you to start without an audible counting, which is pretty cool. Only uh, if the whole band can hear it, though. You know what I mean? Well, it depends so, who starts the song, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Richard said, click volume and intermix is critical. Big time. Uh, uh, and, and you know what it helps me to do, Steve, too, is it helps to... If you're starting a song, like let's say Interstate Love Song, right? It's like 88 BPM. And you know what's okay. funny too? Like the more you do it, like the songs, the same songs in the set and you print it out, you, the, 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 the tempos become ingrained in your mind, you know? So you, I could say like Long Way Home by Supertramp is 153 BPM, you know? Right. Dream Police is 136. Like there's certain songs you know the tempo. So that also helps you as a musician and a drummer to be able to understand the difference between what 120 feels like and 177 feels like. And when right. you do with a click all the time, you, when you click off 180 without a click, you'll be within a couple of BPM of it, up or down. You know what I mean? You won't be clicking off 165 thinking you're at 180. You know what I mean? You might be at 181 or 182 or 179, somewhere in that vicinity. But it helps to manage that process. But more so, you can start a song like that when no one, like if, if the if the drums don't start it, you the drums can start it. Like if we're doing Run To You, we won't count it in. I'll just start with the hi-hat and the cross-stick rim shot, you know, check, right. check. And I set the tempo. And right. then so when the guy comes in, do that and do that, he's right there. You know, everyone wants to rule the world. Same thing. You start with the hi-hat and the tambourine, you know, and you set the tempo. Then they right. just join in with you. So there's very few songs you have to actually count in, you know? Right. So it helps in that regard, too. Right. Chuck said, I've watched live videos of our band, and we often play too fast without realizing it. The songs where we do use some triggers, we have to be more cautious. And he said, I love the term gig adrenaline. Yeah, it's a real thing, man. I had to convince all the guys in the band about it, too, to say it's real. Oh, for sure. And they didn't believe me until we would put it, you know, set the tempo at rehearsal and say, yeah, that's a good tempo, but, right. it's, you know, it seems like it's borderline fast, but it'll be good at the gig. Then you get to the gig and they're like, oh, this is way too slow. Something happened. We made a mistake. It's so, like, no, it's, nothing's different, man. Chuck wants to know, what do you do with a song that says the guitar starts and plays before drums come in? Okay, so then it depends on what part of the guitar is starting the song. But for instance, in a, something like uh, Reeling in the Years, like Steely Dan, starts mm -hmm. that, that lick at the beginning, you know. When he comes in on the downbeat, I'll just hit the click. I'll just start the click on the downbeat when I come in. So he mm -hmm. can start his little noodle thing, and then, you know, it's only a one bar intro. If it's something where just the guitar starts, I might have to keep time on the hi hat. Or let him go for a little while, and then when the band comes in, start to click. And if it's at the wrong tempo, just get you know, work work either up or down to get to that that area. You know? Got it. 
And once you start to click and you start playing, you know, you might be on the other side of it. You might be a little off with it. But as you adjust yourself, you know, and you settle in or you push a little bit, you'll catch up with it, you know, or it'll catch up with you. Right. So you can get back on it again. And like I said, worst comes to worst, I'll just start it and stop it and start it again. It's right next to me on, you know, I have control of it. I have it on the stand right off of my floor tom to the left at eye level, you know, behind the hi-hat so you can't see it from the audience. But it's set right there. So all I have to do is turn over, spin the dial, hit the thing, and I'm in. There you go. This is one of my favorite comments. Apparently, somebody may see this. Why? I have no idea what that means. It's another one of those couple of dicks talking shit comments, I think. Facebook user. Yeah, or ACDC. <laughs> yes, exactly. Anything, yeah. with anything, Even if you play at home with just your own instrument to a click and you just noodle and play along, at least mm -hmm. you're keeping yourself in time. And that's real important because when you play through different permutations of, say, quarter notes, eighth notes, sixteenth notes, sixteenth note triplets, you know, and you're mixing them up and you're playing along to a click, it really helps you develop the flexibility, at least in my opinion, you know, and my experience, to be able to then manipulate, you know, within the click timing. And then, again, like you said, Steve, the more comfortable you become with it, it doesn't become, you know, I think in the beginning we focus on it because you're learning it and you're really entranced by the click, you know, and you're focused so much on playing to the click track and trying to stay in time with it. But after years and years of doing it and you become accustomed to it, it's just there. Like you said, you click it in and it's in the background. You know, yes. I'm not even thinking about am I in time with the click. It's just kind of a reference there subconsciously that, that keeps your muscle memory in time. That's it, the thinking about it. Yeah. That's it. When you stop thinking about it, uh, but Dave asked a question. He said, thank you, guys. That was a conversation that we didn't know Got we were going to have today, but very cool. Hey, um, but that's but, why it's the Wisdom Hour, Steve. You know, Bob.com can talk about anything. I know. It's great. But I do have to, we do have to kind of touch on the topic today, which I talk about request, requesting songs. And I will uh, tell you about what happened with me. At least, well, it happened twice now in the last, since our last wisdom hour. So twice in the last three weeks where our singer was unable to come to work all week this past wow. week and two weeks ago. And I'm not going to tell you why I'm just saying he was unable to, um, but we did have, uh, some, uh, people cover, uh, we, we had, uh, subs come in, but this week, Monday and Tuesday, we did not have a sub. So we had to do, uh, so our lineup is me on bass, guitar player, keyboard player, drummer, and normally we would have a lead singer. So he wasn't able to show up. And for those of you who don't know, I play on Bourbon Street, New Orleans. We play a long night, uh, generally four or five, six sets a night. And the set is 45 minutes. So it's, you know, 40, 50, 60 songs a night. Uh, and, uh, this, this week, no singer on Monday and no sub singer. So we had to, between the three of us that sang in the band, me and the guitar player and the keyboard player, we had to cover the entire night. And we did it. We ended up doing five sets. And That's a lot of singing for you guys that normally sing lead. It's a lot of singing. And people were shouting out requests. And we were just like screw it let's try it you know i've never sung this before let me try it and I, so i ended up singing i sang a rooster by allison chains which yeah. I, i've never sung before Here comes the rooster. right 
and I we like this guy just kept shouting it, re- requesting it, and I was like, I just started playing it on bass, and then I just, I just started kind of singing it, and then the rest of the band sort of jumped in after I was doing it for uh, like fifteen twenty seconds, and then we played the whole song, and I think I got most of the words right, and I could hit most of the stuff, not the real high when Lane Staley goes like way up there, I can't hit that, but I made it work, and. Uh, we're just getting it. We got a ton of requests that night for songs that we never do, and we ended up doing them. Um, no, Dave, don't don't apologize. It's okay. That like he apologized for coming up with the with the topic, Dave, but that's okay. That's how it that, works, man. That's how it works, man. It's all good. Um, we get on a topical tangent and we go. So I liked. So I've been. I've told you about it. Kind of teased it here uh, a little bit, but we've been using this app. Uh, a couple different ones I've tried where you can put up a, a QR code in the club and people could scan it and check out your entire song list and pick a song, request a song and tip the band. And it has made, it's a game changer guys. I put a link in the description here for that. And I, I want to show real quick um, the, the ad or the, the post on, a, on the, the Caravan Central website here. Or on the on the Facebook page, I should say. So it's here, right up top. Um, if you're on the Cover Band Central page, Facebook page, it's a pin post here at the top, and this will give you all the information. This is free, guys, 100% free, and you keep all the money. And this is super cool. Free, free, free. It's 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 a game changer. Um, and we're gonna have an event too in a couple weeks. I think it's June, uh, July 12th, where I have the guy. Uh, one of the people that works for that company, he's going to show a whole walkthrough for it. I'm going to do an interview with him. So look for that event. Check it out. It's going to be really cool. Um, nice. But this this is a game changer, man. It's 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 more than doubled our tips using apps like this. Um, it's easy to set up. It's easy to, to to run it through the whole thing. And people love it. They love it's a game, you know, for them. It's a fun. They scan it. They can scroll through your whole song list, pick a song. On Juke, you can actually set certain prices for certain songs. So I have Freebird at $500. <laughs> As everybody else. Which seems reasonable to me. I don't know. Hey, so when you use the app and they down, you know, they, they, they when you guys put together your set list at the beginning of the night... Do you just abort mission if all of a sudden, like, you, what do you have a phone up on the, one of the mic stands that's taking in all the requests? Like, someone's got to monitor that, and then you yes. call an audible, right? Yeah, I have a phone. Uh, I have my phone on my mic stand right in front of me on a clip, so right. I can see it. Huh? As soon as something comes comes in, I can see it. Uh, we don't have set lists for my gig there on Bourbon Street. We have a master song list, but we don't write set lists. We just uh, We just call as we go. And yes, like Chuck said, the QR code thing is brilliant. National Touring Act said he did an outro. People are very hip to QR codes now. They, yeah. they, they know the deal. So this is really a game changer, guys. I really highly recommend anybody that's playing gigs in, in a situation where you can take tips. Get Sign up for this thing. Uh, there's a link in the description here, juke.band or juke.live. You can go to either one of those and sign up for it and get started on it. And they'll send you materials. I don't have it in front of me. They'll send you materials with the QR code. You can make your own as well. 
It's easy. It's 100% free and it's immediate cash. And it, it has more than doubled our tips, what we make live. And it's super cool. I, I love it. It's, it's, you know, it's rolling with technology, rolling with the times. Roll with the changes. Roll with the changes. And people, uh, you know, I, I've said this so many times, but people are, talk about that our pay has not changed in 30 years, 20 years, 30 years. And that's not going to change. Like no managers are going to come up and say, hey, you deserve a raise. That's not going to happen. So it's in our hands to make more money. And this is a, a rock solid, easy, fun way to do it. So Seize the opportunity, Steve. Seize. Make, you make your own destiny. Seriously, man. I mean, it's it's the way to go. So as so far as... Listen, all kidding aside, though, you're 100% right. You're not going to ever get any more money out of the bar. And this is an opportunity to engage now the fans who will be willing to pay you extra money to hear a request. So you make your set list, but be flexible. Out of the 100 songs that are in your master list, make sure you can play all 100 of them, right? And then right. what happens if they request a song and pay you for it that's not on your list? Then that, what happens? They can do that, and that they do do that. And what I do... Um, you know, what, have, if you don't, what if you don't know it though? I'm saying, what if they request some song that's not on your list and you don't, you can't do it? Yeah, what I do is because it happens often. Um, I will it, the person's name comes up on the thing too, and how much they tipped, and the name of the song. So I will say, uh, Jeremy requested this song, Rolling Stone. Jeremy, where are you at? And raise your hand, and he'll raise his hand. I'll say, we don't know this song, but we could do a different song by this band. What do you think? And and. Nine times out of ten, they're like, cool. Um, it happened last night where there was a song request, and I said, we we can't do this song, so I'm not going to take your tip. And the guy was like, take it, take it anyway. So people are very cool with it. They they so love you can, so you can refuse the tip or, like, you can decline it? Yeah. Give it back to them? Okay. It, it depends on, yeah, I mean, the, the, the different apps that I've been using, they work a little differently. Uh, a Juke, I don't think you can do that, but there's other apps that where you can do that. But it's... Um, yeah, I mean, because they, when somebody leaves a tip, they agree that, like, you're, it's not guaranteed that your song will be played, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, understood. Right. You know, so. Um, but just as a courtesy, like you said, if you can't, you know what I mean? You don't want the guy, people to be disappointed. Right. Yeah, that's the old joke Greg said. I always tell the crowd when they ask, I'll take requests, I just don't play them. Ha, ba -doom, psh. Uh But David said, great concept. It really is. It, it's, it's. It's going to take a while for people to adapt to this idea, especially people our age, Tony, that, that are like, have been road dogs forever. You know, we've been playing forever for decades and, you know, we're so set in our ways. Uh, but I really want to convince that crowd, that generation that to use this and, and show them how easy it is to do because it's yeah, super, I'm super I'm simple. I'm totally down for trying it out. You know, I'll try it out at my August gig at Tin Barn where there's going to be probably 350 people outside. So now I is no that the QR code up and, and post in the set list. Is that something that you guys do? Do you normally take requests or do you have a stick to a rigid set list? No, we typically stick to a rigid set list unless someone actually approaches the stage and requests a song, then yeah, we can do it, you know? And if we, you know, people always request songs, but, you know, if we know them, it's always fun when they request a song that, like, we end or we have in the third set, and they're like, can you play that now in its first set? You know, so it's like, no, we're not we're not going to move that up two sets because it's a powerhouse song that we're saving for a little bit later in the night, you know? 
But again, if you have this app and they request the songs in that order, then you can just break them out as you go. Right. Right. At that point, the crowd's kind of dictating your set list. And I mean, have you experienced uh, a point where it actually overruns the the quantity that you've already have on your set? Like you have these 15 songs and 30 requests have come in. So you're not going to really play any of the songs that were on your set list. Well, again, we don't use a set list on Bourbon Street, so we we just call songs as we go. So, okay. um, but but yeah, I would say that there comes a point where the crowd does dictate the show, and and there'll be a, a whole list of songs in the queue, and it's like, all right, we got to do this one, we got to do this one. Let's and and then I, I'll choose the order that we do them in. But yeah, but if, if you don't have a set list, how are you yelling out the audibles from me- memory? Like you have 150 songs memorized from your your master set of what comes next. I I, I most of them are in my head, but I do have a, a reference set list uh, printed. Gotcha. Ne- next yeah, to sheet, me on the sheet. Up on it. Yeah, yeah, um, because I have to have different sets for the different singers that we use, so I have different sheets there. But most of it is in my head that I could call recall. So it'll be um, interesting to see too, because I haven't seen a lot of people using that up up north yet. So I mean, you're at the mecca, right? At heart of Bourbon Street there. So is that is that a common denominator amongst the clubs, or a lot of the bands that you, are on the circuit down there doing this? No, nobody's doing it except for me, because I'm the only one that's really that really knows about it. So that's why I'm really trying to get this out there to, to the wow, okay. Cover Band Central audience to let people know about it. It's really brand new. Because I, I, uh, somebody put up a, a post the other day in the group about, hey, you guys, you know, here's a great idea. Put up a QR code with your Venmo and get people to tip you on Venmo. And now, while that is not a bad idea, it's that's old already. That's old news. Right. Yeah, that's, that's been going on for years now. Um, that's the old way to do it, and that's not the best way to do it. This is the best way to do it. Get one of these apps. Juke is is the best one, really, as far as options of, of things to do. And uh, get with the program. Get with the this technology is super. It's super fun. It, that's what's really cool about it. It's really fun for people in the crowd. You could see them. You can watch them. They scan the QR code, and I do that. I'll, I'll watch them scan the QR code, and I watch them on their phone going through, and then I see a smile, and then and then all of a sudden my phone lights up. You know, like yeah, yeah. All right, you know, Stacy requested Guns N' Roses. You know, like whatever. It's just and how do you get the QR code, and what did you print it out on? It's uh, when you sign up. Uh, you could go to uh, the link again is in the description. Uh, Juke.live or Juke.band, yeah. either one. When you sign up, create your account, it assigns you a QR code and you can just download it to your computer and print it. And you can, I made a, I went into Photoshop and made a simple eight and a half by 11 piece of paper says, uh, request a song I put at the top and and then I explain how to do it. Open your phone and scan this QR code. Then I put the big QR code there and I put, and you can also tip the band and that's it. And I, I, I printed those. I got them laminated. I went to Office Depot got them laminated for a couple bucks. And what I did was uh, I got Velcro and there's there's poles uh, all over the, the crazy corner where I play. Like, it, and there's a, a, a railing in the front of the stage. So I got Velcro and I put them on the back of the, the laminated flyers yep. and put them on the poles and on the, the thing. So I could just, you know, Velcro up and at the end of the night I just... Just rip them down, and then the next night, easy to put it back up in the same spot. Yeah. So, so I have a good system with it. Um, and anybody wants to see 
an example, you can send me an email. I'll, I'll gladly send you an example. Steve at CoverBandCentral.com is how you can reach me, uh, a, a, an example of how I did it. But like I said, Juke, when you sign up, they'll send you materials. They'll send you a poster with your band name and your band logo on it and the QR code. And it, it's really sharp. It looks really good. I wish I had it in front of me. I should have prepared for that. Um, and they send you other materials, like little little cards you can leave on the bar with the QR code and uh, stickers and stuff like that. So it's, And you can order more. So it's, it's really, it's the way to go, man. If you're out there playing... It's so much fun. It's so much fun for the people. You know, it's a game, you know, and it's fun for you because you're... Well, it's, it's way more engaging than a tip jar. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Jar, you know? You're engaging the crowd. Yeah. You're making tips. Um, and, you're, you're, and you're getting people to, to stick around, too, if there's a lot of requests. You could say, oh, all right, uh, Mike... Mike, your request is coming up next, but first we got to do Cheryl's request. So, Mike, hang tight, get to the beer, get to the bar, get a beer, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's fantastic. I love it. It's it's such a cool uh, thing to do. So, everybody out there, check it out on the Coverband Central Facebook page. This is the pin post. There's a link there, or there's a link in the description of this. Check it out. And we're doing a, uh, a like I said, I'm doing an interview with the guy from Juke, July 12th. I think it's a Thursday. Um, it'll be live here on YouTube and and on the Facebook page and all that. So check, look for that too. Uh, that event. Twelfth, you said that's a Tuesday. Is it okay? Yeah, because fourth is Monday, fifth is Tuesday, five plus seven. Right. You did that math so quickly. No wonder you're a drummer. Yes. Click the click track. Playing to a click track helped me develop my math skills. Right. Uh, Help me to count to four. Yeah, cool. Richard, Richard said, I'm putting together a master list of all the songs that have backing tracks. We're going to try the request thing and also pay to sing with the band. Cool. Pay to sing with the band. There you go. That's and cool. and yeah. these apps, too, people can leave tips for, for just leave tips without requesting a song. Sure. Or they can ask you to dedicate, like, dedicate this song to blah, blah, blah. Sure. Uh, and like Chong said, we use a print print table tense, which is great too, with the QR code for tips and put it on every table. But I'm I'm guessing that he's using Venmo. Taking tips with Venmo. Yeah. So Chong, get on this, dude. Let yeah, me know if you like need great, help. A great idea. I'm gonna solicit some help from you too. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's 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 a win win for everybody. But it's free. So and it's, get, and get, it's free. You're getting a free app that can potentially earn you hundreds of dollars a night. Yeah. Thousands of dollars a year. Yep, yep. You're not paying it anything. No brainer, man. That's a little bit of work. Go get it before it costs money. I don't think it would ever cost money. Why would it? Well, because someone else will then develop another app like that with some other features, and it'll cost you a dollar or something. You know what I mean? Like someone will come up with some other type of thing that has a different spin on it. Because, you know, this stuff's always evolving. Like you said, the Venmo thing's great, but that's a thing of the past now. Now you got this new app. This is already the second or third app I think we've talked about, though, that does this, right? There's four of them out there, actually. Yeah. And I've used three of the four. And and the fourth one, I'm not sure. But so far, you like Juke the best? Yes. Cool. Yeah, they're the one I'm currently using. I do kind of flip around with it, but uh... but it's different QR codes, right? So if you flip it, you got to the other app. You got to go with the QR code you got for that app. You know? Do you get a, get an email from when they tip? Yes, chunk. 
Uh, on Juke, yes, you could, and that's another benefit of this. You can start collecting emails for your email list. If you have a website, if you have a newsletter that you send out, when people tip, they they leave their email address, so you can uh, curate emails that way and there you go. build build another yourself a mailing win. list. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for asking that, John. That's that's a yeah, that's another big plus of that. Uh, which I have to do because I haven't even gone into the thing and, and and done that yet with for our band. But we don't send out a newsletter, but we do have a Facebook page, so there is that. Um, but uh, oh, we just advertise the gigs on Facebook, and then people like it and follow it. And you have some how many people are, you know, sharing it, and we put the schedule up there, and th that's where the all the invites come from. It just goes out as a mass blast, you know. Right. David said Frank Zappa coined Juke. I did not know that. Uh-huh. Meaning Juke for Jukebox? Or Juke for, like, Juke and... Juke and juke Joint Jimmy? Juke Joint Jimmy. Juke when you're uh, playing basketball and you're trying to... Juke fake, somebody out. Fake somebody out, yeah. You yeah, juke. Juke him. Which, which was Frank Zappa's coining? Is what I wonder. He's um, a juker. Leo's in uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota. Leo, thanks for coming back. Yeah, nice Leo. See you Happy here. Uh, Baby Octopus. Okay. Got to yeah. go back and listen to some some Zap. I haven't listened to Zap in a long time. There you go. Uh, I'm just kind of rolling back to see, make sure I didn't miss anything here. All right. So, uh, yeah, get on that, guys. Get Make yourself some money and have more fun. Take Become requests. Become a I, that's what I say on the mic too. I, I I always say that we're like a live jukebox. We're like animatronics up here. You just make make us do stuff. That's it. Dance, monkey, dance. That's right. Here's a hundred bucks. Right. You will dance here the whole little heart out there, Steve. I'm sure. Right. That's kind of interesting too. Like David said, they don't do requests. We've been developing a reasonably diverse song list, so it tends to keep people guessing. Mm. That's kind of fun too. You know, to each his own, whatever works for you. See, I can relate to that too because, like I told you, our set list is so eclectic and, and diverse that, you know, they they wouldn't probably be able to play a bunch of songs that people would request that a normal cover band would play, you know? Right. Like someone would say, oh, play American Girl by Tom Petty, you know? We don't do that. I mean, you could probably fake your way through it, but it's not on the list, you know? Right. Uh, it's all mainly, you know, more eclectic songs and, and epic songs of, of different natures, you know? Right. It is good to try new things, though, too, once in a while. Sure. So, uh, all right, so uh, this has been the Wisdom Hour. Go to... Uh... Go to a couple of dicks talking shit com. <laughs> Leave the tip below on the line here. You'll see the, the, the Venmo address you can send it to. Coverbandcentral.com is the website. Sign up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. And uh, you can leave a tip for us, paypal.me slash central. I did put a link in the description for that, yeah. too. If you want to drop a buck or two in our tip jar, that's how you do it. Um, I don't have... Okay. Yeah, I don't have the URL for that. But it's in the description for Juke. Check that out. Go sign up. Check it out. There's more comments here. Check and YouTube... Out. Oh, I forgot to talk about the... I'm doing reaction videos. I'll talk about it next time. I started doing reaction videos. If you don't know what reaction videos are, 
There's a ton of them on YouTube, but I'm watching covers. I'll, I'll pick an artist and, and go to YouTube and type that artist's name and cover and then see what comes up and record this whole thing of me reacting to those videos. And it's kind of, it's kind of fun. I did one already for Michael Jackson and I'm going to do, um, I'm going to keep doing a bunch of them. It's, it's really kind of fun. Um, cool. All right, David said, take care. Thanks for hanging out with us here, David. Uh, we'll see you next time. Uh, did I cover everything? YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. The link is in the description for that. Make sure you subscribe to that and check out all of our past wisdom hours that we've done. And we will see you next time. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.